Hey guys, Ben here, uh, back at you this week with BSL Nutrition Podcast, and this week I was joined by Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, who is a good friend, a local resident of Scottsdale, and we had the privilege of catching up about his business, fitfatherproject.com. In the interview, we cover why nutrition is so important for a weight loss plan. We talk about the importance of exercise. We talk a lot about intermittent fasting, ketogenic diets, bulletproof coffee. We talk about the importance of community, and, uh, and then we also talk about how Dr. Balduzzi has integrated his naturopathic medical degree into his coaching business and what steps people should start to take, how we dig a little bit deeper when that kind of weight loss plateaus and we know that it's not, necessary, uh, not necessarily nutrition or exercise at play. That's stagnating the fat loss. And then just for a little background, Dr. Anthony Balduzzi is a men's health, weight loss, and muscle building expert uh, working exclusively for busy fathers over 40. After watching his own dad lose his health and pass away at the young age of 42, Dr. Anthony founded the Fit Father Project to help other busy fathers get and stay permanently healthy for their families. Dr. Anthony holds dual degrees in nutrition and neuroscience from the University of Pennsylvania, a doctorate in naturopathic medicine, and is also a national champion bodybuilder. If that's not all, he's most proud of the fact that he's helped over 10,000 fathers lose over 75,000 pounds of fat with his work at the Fit Father Project. Dr. Anthony, how you doing, brother? I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, thanks for your time. It's really good to connect. It, you know, it's crazy that we both live in Scottsdale and, and yet we haven't seen each other in a couple of years. So I'm glad to have the opportunity to finally connect with you again. If it meant getting you on the podcast, then so be it. So what's been happening in your world? So I've been running the, uh, the Fit Father Project website. And so we are leaders in fitness for busy guys in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, I just finished up my medical degree, so I'm officially a naturopathic physician as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm really just enjoying the art of blending, um, you know, medicine and all the stuff I've been studying for the past, you know, really 20 years in school <laughs> to uh, the online space and I can teach people in a bigger way. So just loving uh, running the Fit Follower Project, writing, speaking, teaching, and, and getting to hang out with uh, great guys like you and, uh, and shooting the shit. Yeah, I, you know, you're, I'm really continually impressed with the type of content that you're pumping out over at the Fit Father Project for, you know, content for busy guys, meal plans, nutritional guides, how to really marry, and this is stuff that I constantly preaching about, how to create the habits around that lifestyle that, mm-hmm. that guys, you know, men and women need to implement to be successful long term, and that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, Anthony, what are you seeing on a day-to-day basis that your guys are coming to you? Like, what are the biggest struggles that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis that you're constantly, you know, preaching towards? Yeah, amazing question. Um, that can speak to all populations, not just guys over 40. Um, the first thing would be, you know, the busyness of people's schedules. You know, that there's the I have no time excuse. And the biggest thing is that people feel like they don't have the time to exercise. And all my clients come saying, Oh, I don't have the time in my schedule to exercise. And the first thing we teach them is really to understand the hierarchy, um, at least in our framework, how we teach the Fit Follow Project of what's really most important if you're someone looking to get healthy. Um, and we teach them the fundamentals of the fact that, you know, 80% of the battle in terms of body recomp is driven by nutrition. Yeah. So even if you don't have time to exercise, you know, our response sometimes shocks people. That's okay. We'll teach you how to do time efficient exercise, but first we're going to clean up your eating. We're going to clean up your sleep. 
We're going to develop, you know, some mindset stuff to lay the framework to make this these changes actually sustainable long term. Which I know you and I share a passion for, you know, change psychology and how that meets the road of like all the hardline fitness stuff. Um, so yeah, I guess the biggest excuse and and uh, and really just objection to getting healthy that we we help guys overcome all the time is, you know, I'm just too busy and that nutrition is just too complicated. I think that we've we've created an industry as health professionals. Um, to make eating um, almost tribal and very complicated. Like, you know, on one end you have, you know, like raw vegans, on the other end you have, you know, high meat paleos, and then there's like 80, 10, 10 guys, and yeah. intermittent fasting, and, and people are so damn confused, you know, because people are preaching, oh, just, you know, never eat carbs, eat high fats. And then you see people are really healthy eating, you know, high carb, low fat diets. And so really what we help guys do is, you know, cut a lot of the dogma out of healthy eating, you know, be like all diets that work, work for a core subset of principles that we can absolutely talk about. And we help them develop a plan that's actually sustainable long term. That's, you know, as least restrictive as possible and, and enjoyable. Uh, because I, when I started my training career, I came from the competitive body world, bodybuilding world. And that is like the most rigid world possible in terms of nutrition. Like I was, you know, I didn't know much better back at the time, but I was, you know, eating, you know, every two hours, you know, only a subset of like five different foods, like brown rice, chicken, sure. you know, steamed broccoli. Um, and I would develop these kind of plans for my clients. And, and they would get great results for about two weeks, and then they'd all fall off track. Right. And so what I've learned now is that all any day, I will take a B-plus plan that has the right amount of leeway, and it's actually going to be the A-plus plan that's, that someone can stay compliant with. And the only thing, the only change that I care about is the change that sticks. And the only plan that I care about is the one that someone can stick to long term, like right. real people with real jobs and families and kids. And when we're running right. businesses like yourself, you know, and you, and you teach this stuff for a living, you know, so and, and you develop products to help people. Yeah, it has to be sustainable. That sustainability pillar needs to be at the core of all good coaching. And that's something I think that's overlooked. So when someone comes to you, they, they come to your program and, and they say, Anthony, I'm just I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I have, you know. I'm working all the time. I'm stressed out. I have my family. I have my kids. I don't have time to cook. You know, how can I possibly add something to my plate? No pun intended. You know, yeah. right now, like I can't even think about exercise. I can't think about restricting my diet. So give me an example of what something, what's like a common first step that you'll take with a man or woman, you know, to, to, to plug into their nutrition because nutrition is one of the most important things. Yeah. So give me an example of that. Totally. Yeah. Because nutrition is the highest lever thing. That's totally where, you know, we start as a really big leverage point to start to make some change in someone's life. Um, now here's the, here's the, one of the crux of our approaches is we believe in schedule based eating, you know, so the plan that works for a guy that has this kind of job is going to be different than the optimal plan for someone who has this kind of job. So what we've done is, you know, it's our goal at the fifth follow project to teach people at scale. So obviously the best plan you can you could have if you sat down and wrote me a custom plan, you told me, okay, this is my schedule, whatever, you know, and these are the timings and the foods. But what we've done is in our Fit Father meal plan, uh, we've created three different schedules that we feel like most guys' lives fit in. We have like the on-the-go plan where they need like a super quick turnkey shake for breakfast. They need options they can buy out on the go for lunch. Great. They need quick dinners that take like 10 minutes to prep. So we have that. Then we have the guys who are who work at home or you know or have families where they can do a little more meal prep. We have the at home plan. 
uh, is a little more of like an intermittent fasting style plan where you know they're at home so they can shift their first meal back to 10:30. Okay. You know some easy cooking recipes there, some easy prep at home lunches that all takes under 10 minutes of cooking. But point being is we give these guys all these options and we're like, hey, which one fits you? You self select. So from a coaching standpoint, if you're doing one on one work, it's great if you can really get inside someone's life and really develop them the custom glove solution. But if you're teaching at scale, it's super important to give people a, a, an array of options that you know they can kind of pick what's gonna fit their schedule best. And yeah. that's why guys are so successful with our approach because it ends up being custom, although it's, it's a program that they just found online. Um, and, and they get to pick the schedule that's gonna work best for them. Um, we do teach the fundamentals of all the good stuff that everyone talks about, like how to meal prep on Sunday in two hours to remove those decision points throughout the week. Um, and, and we teach them that, hey, you can, you can lose weight by buying food out, you know, food in the real world at like restaurants. Like, you know, even we even allow the guys to eat at places like, you know, Subway and Chipotle and McDonald's in our meal plan, the Fit Father Project. Yeah. We give them options at all of these places. And, and so we want to make our plans as inclusive as possible that, that fit the flexibility of, of a busy modern day man's life and they need the options. So I guess schedule-based meal plans um, and with teaching them the long-term game of, of meal prep when they can do that is huge. And also another thing we've learned is that, you know, people don't get healthy in isolation. You know, families get healthy. So we're the Pit Father Project, so we really work on the crux of like being like, okay, we have a dad who wants to get rid of his beer belly, lose 30 pounds, get off his cholesterol meds. But we're also serving a wife and kids by proxy and we create this kind of ecosystem thinking where everyone gets healthy together and there's like a little bit of an accountability bubble within the family. So I could rant on that rabbit hole or I'll just pause and No, that's great. <laughs> you know, I, that's great. I appreciate the the lead by example approach because that's one of one of the most important things that we can do is like, yeah, we all have our egos and we want to support that and we want to look good in our, you know, in our swimsuit and and summer coming up and all that stuff, but the most important thing we can do is lead by example and teach our children, you know, how to eat healthy foods in moderation and not feel like they need to live this restrictive lifestyle. And so I certainly can appreciate including those more fast food options into the plan. So, and I especially like the idea of giving people choices too, because that's imperative. We have to be able to decide what we want to do. And if someone says, you have to do this, what do you yes. do? All of a sudden you, no. <laughs> you go into yeah. defense mode. So that's yeah. great. You would, you would mention intermittent fasting and something personally that I've just started to, I've been experimenting with for the last few months and I'm someone enamored by and, and very interested in and finding it's very beneficial to me. So tell me from a, uh, you know, medical standpoint, well, you know, a, a coach and a medical standpoint, what are we seeing as the benefits of intermittent fasting um, and how does it work? Yeah, amazing question. I love intermittent fasting. Um, and it's one of those things is it's another tool in the toolbox. And when we get into something that's kind of like very in vogue right now, like IF, it's important to also understand that we want to try to leave as much dogma out the door as possible. Definitely. Intermittent fasting is not the only way that people should be eating to, to stay healthy. It just so happens to have a lot of metabolic and schedule-based benefits that I want to cover quickly. So for those who don't know uh, intermittent fasting itself, it's basically a style of eating uh, where you compress your eating window into a fewer number of meals and you're fasting for a larger period of the day. So the classic setups that a lot of people are using are uh, the 16-8 setup, which is often called lean gains, um, where for 16 hours a day you stay fasted 
and for eight hours you can press your meals into that eight-hour window. So it can look as simple as having meal number one at 11:30 to break your fast. You know, meal number two at like a, a late lunch, like 3:30, and then meal number three at like 6:30 or 7:30, and then you're done for the day. So kind of like pushing that first meal back and not eating after 7:30 p.m. Now. Um, there's a couple cool things that happen. First off is what we do know is when it comes to weight loss, like despite what people want to like uh, pitch out, especially in the high fat community, calories do matter. Like right. calories and macros are so important. Um, and if you compress your eating window with intermittent fasting, uh, it's gonna be a lot easier to eat a wider breadth of foods while still staying in your calorie targets. Um, because you have a big meal, if you, if you have a big first meal and you know you have a lot of food, you're not gonna be hungry you know, for a number of hours, four or five hours afterwards. And in that eight hour window, you can only do so much damage. I mean, we still recommend the right amount of foods, but there's a benefit to like sticking to your calories. And most people on an IF framework, um, like a 16-8 for example, uh, maintain a calorie deficit a lot easier if they're trying to lose weight. And especially if you're having protein and some good healthy fats on your meal, you're gonna stay full, so lower hunger. But the benefits don't stop there. It's not just calorie control. There are a ton of metabolic changes that happen during IF. The first one that's extremely interesting from an anti-aging and fat loss perspective is the massive surge in growth hormone mm -hmm. that can happen during a fast. I mean, uh, some studies show that up, you know, past around a 16 hour, more to the 24 hour point, you can have like a 1600% increase in growth hormone, wow. uh, which is amazing because yeah. growth hormone is, is lipolytic. It helps break down fat. It preserves your muscle. Um, it regenerates cells and organs. Um, and why does this happen? Well, I, you know, my, my best understanding of, of this is the fact that our human bodies were designed to deal with the pressures and stresses of, of environment where food was often scarce for our ancestors. And so our bodies need to figure out ways, like when we didn't have constant food access and there wasn't a McDonald's down the street, like how could we stay healthy and regenerative and, and, and do some cool things during the fasting period? So that's what our bodies do a lot of amazing things. One of the other huge benefits is um, a process that called autophagy that happens inside cells where, you know, cells digest all the debris and junk that gets accumulated um, and our brains actually build new neurons. So all this stuff happens during fasting and it's, it's not just a weight loss and fat loss tool. Um, I would pers I personally recommend that every, you know, almost every healthy human on the planet who has constant food access to at least uh, some kind of fasting in their weekly routine. 16-8, that lean gain setup we just mentioned, could be a really good long-term option. Some people like that. Wake up, rehydrate, have some black coffee, mm -hmm. push that first meal back. But another great, great way is a 24-hour fast once a week. Okay. Dinner, dinner to dinner. Have dinner tonight, green tea and water until dinner tomorrow. That gives you a lot of the same benefits and even more because you're even more in that fasted state. And that's something I personally do um, once a week, every week. For the rest of my life, you know, and, and, and it's just incredibly, incredibly effective and healthy for so many reasons. I tend to experiment with both, actually. And, and so what I noticed was starting for me was starting with the 168 um, and even just starting a couple days a week. So I have a couple yeah. a couple really long days of the week that I'm out of the house at like 5 a.m. Um, and I don't get home again until, you know, 7 p.m. And so I'll kind of do that that whole morning. At least that's the way I started was that whole morning as a as the continued fast from the night before. So dinner, and then I would eat at 12 or one or, or two uh, yeah. the following day, which seemed to work really well. And then as I started to do it more and more, I noticed that, you know, that, that 
establishing hunger and that learned hunger, it, it's the it's the learned response. And so you get yeah. more and more comfortable yeah. being hungry. You stop freaking out, thinking, "Oh my God, I have to eat! I have to eat!" And as you get more comfortable with that, you can start to push it longer and longer to the degree that, for me, now I do a uh, a Sunday night to Monday night occasional yeah. of a twenty four hour. And then if that's not going to happen, then I'll do most days of a of a sixteen eight. But I do love breakfast, and so that's something that definitely on the weekends, you know, is family time. I love to cook, cook breakfast for the family, and then the days when I'm home with the kids and stuff like that. So I think that's um, so much wisdom in what you just said, because it's also it's behavioral based and schedule based for you on your weekends when you love breakfast, so you enjoy breakfast on the weekends, and when you have your busy days, you fast. So it all it's a really good syncing schedule tool as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. It's a good nugget for everyone listening for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing is you have to figure out what works best for you. Dr. Anthony says, you know, I need to do 16, eight every day, but dude, if you want to have breakfast with your with yeah. your family, you know, you can do it. It's going to be okay. And, and then you can figure out how to, for lack of a better term, hack your program, you know, um, in other ways. And, and, and then secondly, what I like best about it is um, for most people is the caloric restriction standpoint is people have to understand. And it's like we were just saying, you know, nutrition is the most important component of a weight loss program because our calories matter. And so it's okay to eat a McDonald's. It's okay to eat at Subway. That's cool, man. But how are you managing those calories from a day-to-day basis? And so if you can basically skip one whole meal and or snacks that most people get in trouble with, breakfast being one of the most yeah. Uh, trouble inducing meals, be it oatmeal or cereal or yeah. bagels or all of these carbohydrate dense, calorie dense foods, then that's a great tool for people to have. So I appreciate you um, sharing on that, which mentioning breakfast is Dr. Anthony, I thought that breakfast was the most important meal of the day. So what gives, where are we now with the research? Like what's happening here? Well, I think the first thing is General Mills did a great job marketing to like three generations of humans. Yeah. You know, I actually just wrote an email for the Fit Father Project. Uh, you know, I brought up one of those old retro Wheaties boxes where Wheaties used to have those breakfast of champions was the slogan. Yeah, you I know. saw the email. Absolutely. Yeah, make sure we get enough corn and wheat first thing in the morning or we're not going to function well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just something that we've kind of been brought up. And I think, I think that I want to hit on a couple things. One thing you said is brilliant is that hunger is a learned pattern like when we were when we were born you know we didn't you know three square meals a day is not something that you know is necessarily natural it's just the pattern that we've kind of ingrained culturally and our brains learn that to expect food at certain times based on our circadian rhythm and it's a whole new field of like uh like bio circadian biology and all this stuff. It's like a new frontier, but also understanding that when you eat six times a day, your brain learns how to get hungry six times per day. So there's a lot of benefit to having a small eating frequency for overall greater hunger control. Um, but first thing in the morning, there are so many unique hormonal changes that happen inside our bodies um, that are very beneficial to us. Like cortisol is one of these hormones that gets a massively bad rap. Um, but it's the hormone that really gets us out of bed in the morning. Cortisol spikes naturally every morning and it helps get you out of bed. And what cortisol also does is it mobilizes fat. You know, cortisol breaks down fat from cells and gets us energized and it helps convert noradrenaline to adrenaline and get us like pumping in the morning. What we don't want is chronically high cortisol levels from all the stress. But the important thing of me bringing cortisol up is that if we have a high sugar 
um, breakfast first thing in the morning, not only do we set our blood sugar on a roller coaster for the rest of the day, that's going to lead to more hunger, but that completely blocks the natural rhythm of this, this gentle rise and fall of cortisol that helps entrain our energy patterns. So, you know, skipping breakfast has a lot of benefits to, from a hormonal standpoint. Um, and I think we've also had a lot of food marketing as we started to do more commercial farming and agriculture on, on wheat and corn and soy. These things got really big industry that we, breakfast cereals became like the go-to and breakfast carbs became the go-to. Um, whereas, if you're gonna have breakfast, you know what we recommend here at the Fit Follow Project is, you know, a lower carb, higher, higher healthy fat, higher protein breakfast to help keep that blood sugar extremely stable. Let those natural hormones like ride that natural morning wave. Keep those carbs on the lower end. Carbs are actually better served, you know, in that post-workout period. Right. You know, or you know, even later at night, you can include some good carbs with dinner. You get a good serotonin release, exactly. and your energy is so much more stable. Uh, so we like the higher fat. Um, higher protein, lower carb breakfast, and there's a lot of benefits from a from a neuro uh, endocrinological standpoint as well, uh, where you know keeping the carbs lower has a lot of benefit on neurotransmitters, and you don't feel as tired from these massive dumps of uh, serotonin and other chemicals after you eat carbs. Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate your insight on that. Um, and personally, and, and I know for a lot of, I guess it depends, you know, what time of day you, you work out or exercise, but um, for a lot of people that meet, uh, you know, higher protein, higher fat breakfast tends to be more dopamine inducing, which yes. is great earlier on in the day, especially yeah. if you train earlier and kind yeah. of give you more neural drive for your training, which yes. for me personally works very well if I'm, I'm actually eating, you know, in the morning yeah. and then in, introducing more carbs at night as a means of introducing serotonin and helping just unwind and calm down yes. and stuff like that. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to um, talk much more about the, the breakfast component, but I do want to get your input on the bulletproof concept and, and how it pertains to intermittent fasting, because it seems like the lines are getting blurred between what legitimately is fasting and is it still fasting if I'm including 400 calories of coconut oil and butter and MCT oil in my yeah. in the morning? Um, you know, what, what do you, what are your, what's, what's, what's your thought on that? Totally. I definitely have strong opinions on that. Um, I, I will, first I want to give bulletproof in the concept um, a lot of props because uh, they've really helped wage a good fight against fat phobia yeah. I mean, they've done a lot of good for the industry in that sense. Sure. Um, but, you know, I am, I, I think it's one of the silliest things in the world to include 400 calories of fat in your, in your damn morning coffee. Like when we know that calories and macros matter tremendously, um, you know, and, and for those that aren't directly familiar, um, Bulletproof Coffee, the idea of adding, you know, grass fed butter or coconut oil or MCT oil into coffee to get these good short chain and medium chain fatty acids uh, because these fats are broken down a little differently in the body. They're healing for the gut. Uh, they can help produce ketones, which, you know, ketosis is ketogenic diets are now coming back into full oh. circle and in vogue now because of Tim Ferriss wrote a book, including it and Bulletproof talks about it as well. So um, my take is that a fast for the purposes of doing intermittent fasting, especially on like a 16-8, um, let's keep you in a fasted state. You know, our bodies uh, know how to produce ketones on our own. You know, and I, I went to, I just went to a, a medical conference, endocrinology, and, and they were talking about how uh, 
the, the best way for humans to live, this was a quote from one of the speakers, is, is we're, we're built to do intermittent ketosis, mm-hmm. not continuous ketosis. So it's a real benefit to like an IF style diet because it, it gives you some, your body's gonna be making ketones while you're fasting. And then it's not, well, you're, you're going to be, you know, eating carbohydrate and stuff like that. But my point is, like, I think people need to scale back on the amount of uh, butter and fat they're throwing in their coffee. You know, like, if you want to do that and that's your thing, like, it's not a true fast. A tablespoon of, of MCT oil would be, like, what I would maybe recommend. And, you know, that's 15, 14 grams of fat. You know, right. that's okay. It's not going to break the bank. And if you train early in the morning, it can take the edge off that morning caffeine and that can be an okay thing, but for me personally, and the guys that coach the Fit Follow Project, we do pure fasting, so non-caloric fasting. Um, we still include the good medium-chain triglycerides and the short-chain triglycerides from the coconut oils and grass-fed butter in some of our meals. Yeah. These fats are important, right. but um, it's not a real fast, in my opinion, if you're introducing stuff to. And, and a lot of the benefits uh, that happen from fasting happen because our cells sense that we don't have enough energy. And there's, there's a constant balance between uh, AMP kinase and mTOR and all these cellular signals on how much energy we have. If we're providing energy to these cells, we're not getting the full benefit of a fast, in my opinion, in my experience. And it's, it's not, you do not need that tablespoon in your coffee, but if you want to go for it, just, you know, let's not put three tablespoons, 45 grams of fat in a, in a coffee, please. Definitely. That's good. That's good. And, and I'm, you know, for the record, I'm, I'm a fan, which I hate, I kind of hate to say it, but I'm definitely a fan of, of occasional use of the, uh, the bulletproof coffee. Um, I do feel pretty good when I'm utilizing it, but, but people got to understand, man, it's just cause fat's healthy now. It doesn't mean it's, it's calorie free, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We're definitely getting in trouble with it. And there's this kind of gray area between now ketogenic dieting and fasting and including the two and inter- intermittent fasting within it. And so I think there's a lot of confusion that's happening. Um, I, mention, I want to mention one thing. I was just on my Facebook newsfeed the other day and I saw one of my friends who I will not name as um, to call someone out hard here, but I posted, you know, people like to post pictures of their food and this guy had a ribeye steak with uh, some, you know, some broccoli and about like four slices of butter about this thick. And the, and the headline of his thing was like, um, like abs are on the way, like let's go, getting rip time. And I'm, I'm just like, dude, like if you knew that there are literally about like 85 grams of fat in that meal, like, woo, we got to scale this, this dogma back a little bit. Yeah. And it's all about teaching people, it creating more awareness within people. And that's, I'm sure, why you're teaching um, your, your tribe, how to understand the calories that they're taking in, why macronutrients are important. Like it's important to understand how much protein and starchy carbs and healthy fats and veggies that you're taking in throughout the day so that when you're busy and you're on the go, then you know how to build your plate from meal to meal and understanding like, Hey man, I, like I know I need a palm of protein or a, yeah. a cupped hand of carbs or a fist size portion, you know, of, uh, of veggies and, and why to include healthy fats. And that way we can make those informed decisions from meal to meal, whether we're in the airport or, you know, we're, we're traveling somewhere or we're just at home and kind of not worrying about plugging stuff into my fitness pal, because it's too stressful to do yeah. that. It's just not realistic for people to do. And unless, unless people have an understanding of how to build those plates from meal to meal, you know, you, you can't manage your, your calories effectively. Totally. I agree with everything you just said. Um, so we know, you know, we know uh, the extreme importance of, of our nutrition, of our caloric intake from day to day. We know 
um, the, the importance of exercise. And I like how you, you know, you, you I believe you mentioned that sometimes guys are just starting to exercise three times a week. Um, and, and so we also know the value of community in, and social support in weight loss. How have you worked to create a level of community within your business and what does that look like and how are people responding to it? Yeah. Well, a couple things. I think an interesting thing about the Fit Father Project itself is, is that we don't just sell fitness. Like we sell the concept of fatherhood. So people that come to us um, and, and would buy or enroll in any of our programs versus, you know, something like, say, P90X are people that identify on a, on a heart level um, with their identity as a father. And that intrinsically creates more community spark right off the get-go because this is not about abs. You know, it, it, we'll get those. But this is about, you know, what it means to be a fit father and be around for a family. So when you get a group of people that have the same core beliefs off the, off the front end, it makes the building of the community so much easier. And one unique thing we do in our program um, is we have guys go through a process of developing a 30-day mission statement for their change and, and go through an exercise of getting very clear on the costs of their current lifestyle and the costs of starting our program and you're doing some emotional weighing on, on how the rubber's gonna hit the road. Um, and we share these mission statements with other guys and there's a big sense of community when everyone's walking the same journey together. You know, we, we, have a, we have a private Facebook group for our program members um, and we share a Fit Father of the Week success story every week to uh, on our Fit Father Sunday Post newsletter. So uh, guys are also seeing other men succeed um, and it's it's really cool where we're at the point now where the community kind of runs itself like our private Facebook group like they, they run shit we come in occasionally and check in on guys but you know they're they're they really feel like they're a brotherhood um, and I uh, what I've noticed is that having a brand that I like to say is like is like psychographically niched is one of the best things that we ever did you know, uh, it's not just about the age and, you know, we help women over 40 or men over 40. It's this idea, this identity. So like health for fathers, health for entrepreneurs, things that people really identify with is, is important. Yeah. I mean, that's dude, that's me. And I can absolutely resonate with that message. And what I also can appreciate is giving men the platform to be able to share because it's not something that we're super comfortable doing. And so when you have that type of community where it's like, dude, it's okay to, you know, talk about what you're struggling with because the chances are very good that there's nowhere else in their life or community or social support system that they truly genuinely feel comfortable doing so. So I imagine that's a very valuable outlet. Um, and, you know, something that we know, like I said, that the, the, the uh, community, uh, someone's community is so important in, long-term, effective, sustainable way. Yeah. yeah, so we have two communities we're building. Each dad, we're building, we're, we're working with him as a leader to build his own family community and his sphere of influence within his coworkers, those that are seeing him change. So there's like the micro community, we're creating all these little blips with every guy we touch, there's these micro communities cropping up all over the world. And then we have the macro community. So uh, it's one of the reasons why so many of our guys uh, become like ambassadors and evangelists for the brand because um, they feel like this is something new and different. It's not the same rehashed, you know, fitness stuff. Like not too many people are putting bumper stickers of their personal trainer's name on their on their car, and uh, but they would do something if it's more identity based, like the Fit Father Project. Yeah, it's great. So 
I want to just, I want to ask you one more deeper question about um, the medical aspect, and then I'm going to let you go. But what, what kind of things are you implementing and how do you approach situations where, I guess I'll ask two questions. One is, how are you marrying your medical degree with the coaching process? Uh, and if, even if you are, and then why don't we start there and then I'll, I'll marry that into the second question. Yeah. So, I mean, first off, I want for those that are listening is I, I'm a doctor of naturopathic medicine. So an NMD, mm -hmm. uh, we're different than MDs. We're different than DOs, um, which is, you know, it's a very complicated medical landscape. There's three different kinds of doctors that you can be on, on the medical prescribing front. Um, but, uh, I, we, we are naturopaths are a type of medicine that is rooted on a couple core philosophies. One being we'll always treat the cause of the problem. Um, and for a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of the causes of these lifestyle epidemics we have, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, pre-diabetes, are eating, exercise, sleep, and mindset. So intrinsically, you know, the philosophy of the medicine comes through with the kind of work we're doing out in the world. Um, and also, you know, we have a we have just a profound faith in the body's own ability to heal and regenerate itself naturally um, without the use of prescription medications, which can be very useful um, in certain contexts. And, you know, not against those, but, but I'm in the business of getting people off medications and that's what we do as well. So my philosophy comes through in, in terms of the work. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things that we're, we're, we're implementing and in the process of like using advanced lab testing to inform, you know, personalized uh, medicine and personalized programs. Like with the field of like nutrigenomics, we're learning how important like the individual uh, gene expression of any given person might dictate what kind of plan they should be following. So uh, we're on the frontier of integrating more of this really cool personalized medicine stuff in. Uh, but I say to directly answer that question, I think it's just honoring the core philosophy that uh, at the core of health is, is good eating and, and good nutrition and living in accordance with the laws of nature. And we'd help guys do that in a way that's like actually simple, enjoyable, and sustainable. Yeah, that's great. And, and so that takes us perfectly into my next question, which is, which is more and more now, and, and you know, we know like 95% of the time for people that are interested in weight loss, it comes down to, you know, sleeping, um, energy in, energy, energy out, right? How are they managing their calories, things like that. But but there is a legitimate um, subset of that, that people that are really experiencing issues losing weight. Yeah. And so from the medical standpoint, um, you know, what is the process that you would undergo to help identify what's at the root cause of that is saying, you know, let's take your typical guy, like they're, they've been following the nutrition plan, they're on what's, what's suggested to be a caloric deficit, they're busting their butt in the gym, then what are the things that you're looking at? Yeah, amazing question. So I think the first point that I want to just echo is for the vast majority of people, there's tweaks that can be made to the plan that will actually get the, get the weight loss moving, get you out of the plateau. However, there are some people that are legitimately following the right steps and not seeing, not seeing results. So uh, naturopathic philosophy, we got to find the root cause. What's going on that's preventing this? And um, I'll spitball a couple main things that I would start to initially do some uh, some Sherlock Holmes on. And the first thing would be, you know, are they? Do we have some degree of insulin resistance? So we'd be running lab work on on fasting insulin. Are they a diabetic, pre-diabetic? 
You know, when insulin's constantly high, it's very hard to lose weight. Um, we'd look at their thyroid function, run a basic thyroid panel. You know, is the thyroid functioning, which is like a, a key endo endocrinology, you know, kind of uh, metric that we need to track to see how well your metabolism is churning. We can look at leptin resistance to see, you know, there's a, there's a very small genetic subset of the population that has deficiencies in leptin receptors and as well as just like a lot of fat that's made them leptin resistant, which could be, can be a problem. And for guys, low testosterone, another problem that can make it very difficult to lose weight. So we will, we will use investigative lab work to try to identify what the subset of issues are. Um, and most of the time it'll be one of those. You know, we'll look at, uh, you know, adrenal health, thyroid, um, insulin, testosterone, um, and then we'll work on uh, addressing those things in the most natural, least invasive way possible. You know, support the, those biochemical pathways through good nutrition, right. through recovery, rest, sleep, and sometimes medications, you know, are, are needed to help thyroid or testosterone. Um, but doing some investigative lab work so that those people out there who are really struggling and stuck in a plateau know that it's like, it's not your fault. Like there's something that we can, we can actually work on fixing. And, 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 and if you're at that point out there listening, or, you know, someone, friends and family that is, then getting a good medical professional who can help you with that advanced work, um, is going to be fantastic, uh, for, for starting to uncover the, those, those problems. Cool. That no, that's great. Um, and I'm thinking of, uh, one, one gentleman in particular who, is in a similar situation and he is a uh, physician and who does shift work. So he works, uh, I think he's like 12 days on, um, you know, a few days off and then 12 days on again, night shifts and can't seem to understand why weights, you know, the weights not budging. And although he's doing everything right in the kitchen and in the gym and supporting nutritionally supporting himself and you know some of the hormone levels actually look okay but he's got to understand that those circadian rhythms and that the power yeah. of sleep for fat loss hormones is so so important it so is and you know like we we talk about one of our most famous articles on the fit follower project sites we call weight loss for men over 40 we have like a five-step pyramid that we walk guys through. And before we even talk about eating or exercise, the first thing we do is sleep and mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, I mean, it's very, like shift workers are, we help a lot of those. It's tough. If you're not sleeping in the regular schedule with the sun, your body is pretty resistant to, to want to let go of the weight. And another thing that we don't want to go down this rabbit hole necessarily, but, you know, environmental toxins and other stuff like that is worth talking about as well. There are a lot of reasons why. Um, you know, there's endocrine disruptors out in our environment that can cause hormones to get out of whack. And also our body uses fat cells to, to store toxins. You know, yeah. fat cells don't just store energy. They can be little silos so we can keep things out of the bloodstream in these fat cells. And, and oftentimes our body can be resistant to releasing things. Or when we do start to lose weight, we can feel like crap as our body's releasing all sorts of stuff. So uh, that's, a, that's a whole discussion on environmental medicine that is relevant to some people for sure, with chemical exposures, heavy metals, et cetera. Um, but that's another thing to add to that repertoire. Yeah, so, but it's, it's perfect though. People gotta understand how multifaceted approach it is to long-term healthy weight loss, uh, sustainable weight loss. And, and it's not always, well, the majority of the time it is about what you're putting in your mouth and, and, and your lifestyle. It's, it's also, you, you got to understand what your body's doing to the environment um, and, and, you know, how you're supporting it and how you're managing stress and all of the stuff that we've talked about. You know, I've, I've interviewed a bunch of uh, functional medicine practitioners. Nice. And, um, and so I, I think everyone has a very good understanding. Um, with that said, Dr. Anthony, um, listen, man. Where can uh, everyone find out more about you? 
Yeah, I mean, if anyone's interested in learning more about my philosophy in the Fit Father Project programs, fitfatherproject.com, and that's just go start looking around the site. We have tons of incredible meal plans, workouts, and uh, and you know you gotta throw links to them there. You can find it on the yep. site. It's really awesome. I'll have all the links. I'll, all the links in the notes below. No problem. Yeah. So we'll do we'll do a link to like a, I like to direct people to a free meal plan and free workout. That's Perfect. like where we like to really get get people into like the core philosophy of how we approach things. Um, so they're welcome to check that out. That's awesome. Uh, for all you uh, ladies that, and men that are listening, make sure to head over to fitfatherproject.com and check out what Dr. Anthony is doing. He, like I said, he has some amazing resources. Ladies specifically, if you think this is something that your man is going to resonate with as much as it resonates with me as a husband, as a father, as someone who wants to set a great example for my family and be in the best possible shape that I can. And, and look, this is me as a trainer, um, as a nutritionist, uh, you know, promoting Dr. Anthony's work because he, he really is doing remarkable stuff. So point your husband in the right direction. Um, I, I guarantee if it's, if they're ready to flip the switch, this is going to be the right resource for them. And then for all you trainers listening, head over, check out Dr. Anthony's work. Um, you know, it may be something, I know there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of trainers that are running gyms that have completely let themselves go. This could be a good resource for you. And then also from a business standpoint, if you guys need to go see what Dr. Anthony's doing, um, he's really done a remarkable job over the last, what, 10, 10 12 years? Yeah, I mean, the, the site has really been, you know, I started building out throughout medical school, but, you know, it's been an aggregation of 10 years of work for sure. Yeah, and, and this dude is, you know, Ivy League educated. He just uh, finished his uh, naturopathic medical degree and has, has been able to build this, you know, this uh, thriving business all throughout doing all of that to say nothing of some of the personal limitations, but you, you guys will find out some of that and once you start digging in. So, Dr. Anthony, thanks a lot, man. It has been a pleasure. Uh, yeah. time with you catching up we uh we still need to hit the gym and and, and actually bro out a little bit that sounds amazing thanks for having me Ben. all right buddy take care bye bye, -bye.